This is a wonderful class. <laughs> One of the things that has happened with me with philosophy is there's a different feeling in my my head and in my heart when I understand something clearly from kind of a a real feeling place. There there's a spaciousness that doesn't happen when I understand things just intellectually. What you're really quitting is being entangled and unconscious. You're quitting that for a while. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is physical separation. You, you can never know how helpful that just was for me. Thank you oh. so much. Thank you so much. That was everything I needed to hear. And so it's been going on. You have to quit almost like a that it's in process somehow. You just stop, you just let it go or something. So like, oh, I can quit it because I can choose to experience things differentiated or undifferentiated. What choices am I making at any given moment? Just noticing right now, I'm like, wow, I feel like I've been meditating for this entire class. Um, I see some nods and uh, it's just really amazing and so cool that we can connect and share, you know, with words. Um, but I feel it from you guys too, that we are all in this like inner, inner space. Welcome to another class, uh, Study Buddy. We're still looking at Sutra 3.7. And as you can see, it was very effective, very affecting for the people in the class. The idea of quitting, quitting what? Quitting experiencing these kinds of bondage focusing your mind towards pure God consciousness. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to interpret that, and that's exactly what we're gonna do in this episode, this class. Hope you enjoy. Namaste, everyone. Well, we are going to begin our, our class today as we began it um, a couple weeks ago. Remember, we're, we're trying to really feel more uh, during our classes. And this is uh, a part of the, the experience of philosophy that is often, often overlooked. Yet it's the most important part of the practice according to Babaji. And I'd also like to show you a quote um, from Swami Rujananda that uh, has the same uh, experience. One sec, mind if I cover you by for a second? Go for it. Okay. Swami Rujananda says, you see, it isn't to know, it's to feel. Something's happening. You don't know what's happening, but you feel it. This thing changes to that. The caterpillar changes to the butterfly. Take a breath. Feel with this quote about feeling. And similarly, Shambhavananda um, emphasizes the exact same thing as, as I was talking to him at this point about, you know, two or three weeks ago. And he was just saying how important it is to feel as you interpret the sutras. And this is going to allow the nourishment of the practice to reach your heart and to really help you grow. Um, 
personally, I feel like this class has incredible potential uh, to become a regular fixture in all of our practices um, as almost like yoga supports you on a physical level. I feel like the study of philosophy can support you on this energetic level um, and support your meditation practice. And so one way that we can uh, open the door to feeling is literally with the physical body. And this is a practice that we've been developing for the last couple of years in our yoga practice. And it's called intro surfing. And it's a basically a, an idea not an idea, but it's, an, it's a movement practice that allows you to start exploring movement and feeling movement in this sort of really close feedback loop where you're moving and feeling and letting the feeling guide your movement. We'll guide you here in a moment, um, but just so you have a sense, this is like a scientifically backed process. It's a big part of our yoga program. We do this before every yoga class, and it's actually been really a great addition to the meditation and philosophy class because it sort of helps you get out of your head um, and start to start to work inwards. So I'm going to pass it over to Abaya. So I was here the whole time. <laughs> um, we'll start our practice with some intoned ohms. And so I think you've all probably chanted the ohm sound. Um, and as we do it today, we'll keep the mouth closed. So it's almost more like a hum and you can really feel it internalized in the heart and in the body. And so close the eyes, observe a couple of breath cycles just to let the focus continue to drop inside, allowing you to feel your body in space, maybe even Take stock of your mood and energy. And everyone's muted. So you can do this at your own timing. But take a deep breath in to prepare to chant. And then close the mouth as you ohm and just feel those vibrations resonate. Mm Take as many breaths as you need to between your intoned ohms. Just try a couple more at your own pace with the goal of really feeling the vibration. And just notice your capacity to feel inside the walls of your skin. So often we receive feedback from the outer world. This is such a great practice for really being able to feel inside of our bodies. We'll continue with that in that direction with a little bit more movement. And so just begin by gently lowering the chin towards the chest, not to stretch, but 
just to invite sensation in the neck. So really tiny drop of the head. Allow the chin to start to roll from side to side. Trying to be aware of how this changes the sensation in the back of the neck, the side of the neck. Can be really as gentle as possible. And if you ever have trouble feeling, try slowing down, moving half as fast. See if that can help generate more sensation. might be enough for you and you can continue in the same way. You can also allow the attention to start to shift through the body, noticing the connections down into the tops of the shoulders, the back body, maybe even the side bodies all the way down to the hips. Having music can even help you feel more. And you might allow the weight to shift subtly from hip to hip. And imagine you can hold your whole body in your awareness. You can really experience the wholeness of your body in space, moving through space. Sometimes as you become more aware of your body, you notice your hip or your knee is not comfortable in the position you're in. Just give yourself that permission to make micro adjustments, letting the wisdom of your body guide you, trusting that. And then you can eventually find your way to an outer stillness, but perhaps you can still feel so much happening inside, even as the body stills. Just observe a few breaths from this centered, awakened position. And now instead of continuing to move, though that's okay if you need to, um, the sensation will invite to the body will come from the sutras just see if you can receive them and witness them in, in the same way that you could feel those gentle movements in your body. You're welcome to repeat the sutra aloud with me. Mohad Jayad Ananda Bhogat Sahaja Vidya Jaya Mohad Jayad Ananta Bogat Sahaja Vidya Jaya. 
After conquering the field of illusion, Maya, by destroying its many impressions, one attends the victory of the pure knowledge of consciousness. Something that we have to continue to explore in this setting in order to open the door to feeling is silence. And in a group setting, sometimes that can be challenging. Um, but just allowing uh, things to move at a little bit slower pace so that things can happen for you internally. And I'll do my best <laughs> to make sure that's possible. Although I'm often talkative. <laughs> so last week <clears throat> we left off with with a discussion of difference and and how this is a big part of the sutra what that means to us um and i thought we'd, we'd pick up from there and continue the discussion and the exploration and so the uh portion of the sutra that really sort of capitalizes on this concept uh, is, is right here. So let's get uh, somebody to read it for us. Um, Dharma, can you see the words on the screen? Will you read? Great. Bondage is just differentiated knowledge. It is experiencing the objects of the world as separate from God consciousness. Here, you think that God consciousness is pure and consciousness in worldly life is impure. You must quit experiencing these kinds of bondage, paschas, and focus your mind towards pure God consciousness. Thanks, Dharma. And everybody can take a moment with that rereading it, uh, again, feeling, and we're gonna give you some time. If I could guide some of this exploration, try to feel with that first line, differentiated knowledge, differentiated knowledge, knowledge that is of the difference between you and And can you feel in that uh, consideration, can you feel any hints of bondage, bondage meaning limitation, why would the feeling of difference lead to that? Separateness, 
comes up in the next sentence, separateness. And take a moment to just glance around the room you're in. There are many objects in the room you're in. Are those objects all separate from you? What does that feel like to be separate from everything around you? Is this pointing towards the bondage that it's talking about? Does this separateness have to do with pure and impure? Do you relate to that? Does that, is that how you would describe this experience that you're considering? And then finally, when you're glancing around and seeing all these separate objects, all these things, that cup's not me, that screen's not me, all this separateness, how could you, if you wanted to, quit that? Try quitting it. And how does quitting that relate to focusing your mind towards pure God consciousness? How do you understand that cue from the sutra? So let's take a little bit more time and I wanna invite you to take a few notes on your experience. There was a lot to feel there and you could keep going, don't stop now. But just take a note on anything you felt in that process through the paragraph. So we'll take another minute.
these sutras are like asanas they're like postures they're they're stretches and, and stabilizing positions for our mind to help point us towards our practice there are ways to feel your practice from different angles just like yoga is ways to feel your body from different angles so to purify it so to rewire it so let yourself again feel we'll just wrap this up here in a minute a couple of these angles right did anything stretch you did anything stabilize you And we'll open up the door to uh, comments, questions, insight. So welcome to raise your hand if you'd like to share. Sure, Leanne, go ahead. So what I found last week and in between and this evening what's really helpful uh, with this sutra in particular and just the little um, exercise that we went through is to put myself in the witness state and um, I seem to get a slightly different perspective maybe a totally different perspective when I can um, go to that point. Mm. So what part of this in particular uh, did you sort of use as your catalyst within that? Like, what were you, so you sort of zoomed out, it sounds like, sort of tried to witness the room you're in, kind of, or witness whatever you're seeing. And then what did you work with within that? What part of this related to that? Yeah, because the room I'm in has a lot of things in it. <laughs> And um, rather than focusing on one, I was kind of jumping from one to another, like here's a little couple of pens I have right in front of me, you know, and I'm thinking like, how do I be one with all of that? Mm -hmm. So uh, to just go into that state of almost rising above it, do I want to say? Mm -hmm. And just observing it as a whole, as I'm part of the whole of everything that's that's here, and all the connection, even with all of you folks, just with every, it kind of expands out and out for me. Um, yeah. Starting in a little room and going outwards. Yeah, it sounded like you sort of started with the experience of separateness, like seeing, like, okay, this is separate from me. These pens, for example, and then using that as your catalyst to to um to pull out because like to see the pens is to be the pens be as small as those three pens right and so that's a feeling of limitation and then you something you use that that limited feeling and you literally tried to let go of it uh and, and that's what drove you towards the witness that's cool yeah yes well, leanne i had a similar experience and I'm curious if you can describe, and it might be hard, 
how um, the feeling was different, right? When you saw these pens as separate and then you were able to expand and zoom out, um, did you notice like a different quality of being and can you describe it? <laughs> I don't know if I can describe that exactly, but what I noticed, like say I was just focusing on Babaji's photo. I don't know, like that's, it's a different connection with those type of things than just a pen. To, and okay. it probably shouldn't be, that's different. See, it should right. all be one. And, and maybe that's what kind of made me realize. No, I, I think Babaji's photo, that, no, that's, that's the whole idea is that <laughs> they're not just photos. They're not just statues, right? The mercy, <laughs> they aren't. Yeah, and it's because of the connection you have with it that it's like it literally allows you to it's an object that allows you to be bigger like that's the whole point it's like an object because we need them right we can't just necessarily stare at a wall not all all of us you know it's good to have not we're object-based kind of we're structured that way so you've made that object mean more than just this little thing yes but we could do it then with a pen or a chapstick maybe yeah, but it's, yeah, I'm just saying it's good to recognize that those objects are special. Yeah. Cool. That was, that was great. Radharani, yeah. Well, uh, we've been working with this sutra for a few weeks now. So mm -hmm. the beginning, it's, um, I find this concept of not feeling separate very mighty like it's um it's a it's a oh it feels almost an unattainable goal you know in some level so i've been trying to get to it from different angles mm -hmm. and i think like tonight and the latest has been like when when I take a breath and like that space between the in and the out, where everything stops for a second, at that moment, maybe if I can just focus on that millisecond of emptiness, I'm not judging the objects around me, which is the pure and impure part of what we just read, at least for me. Like you're judging is pure or impure it's important or not important so sometimes in that little space i can suspend the the judging and there's like a little glimpse of something there i cannot say that i can experience really not being separate completely but i feel like that's a little crack wow. <laughs> that I've found uh, just reading about the breath uh, this last week about Hamsa and how that space between the in and the out is just that potential mm. that just opened a tiny crack for me. Thanks, and we're just gonna let that soak for a minute. That was a really rich comment.
hopefully everybody can take a moment to try, you know, feeling that space between the breaths and sort of ride Radharani's coattails here. After having tried it a couple of times, does anybody want to comment directly on that uh, practice that she was talking about? We don't we don't have to, but just in case there's a follow up. Hmm. Yeah, that that little oh, uh, Kara, Kara, go for it. Sure. Um, I do want to comment on the actual quote mm -hmm. and. The way that I read it is a little bit different from the way it's underlined. Sure. And what really stood out for me was here you think that God consciousness is pure and consciousness in worldly life is impure. Mm -hmm. And the way that stood out for me is when I look to the past of the things I did before I was more self-aware, um, you know, I think, oh, how could I do <laughs> these crazy things? And I relate to that as thinking, instead of it being impure, it's more part of the story. Because of those things, I am aware today. Um, I don't know, I just find it, I see a lot of like black and white. And so I see less of that now. And I think when I think worldly um, consciousness, I think back to whenever I was in a more worldly mindset. And instead of thinking that was bad or impure, I'm starting to just think of it as that was the way it was. Absolutely. Um, a little, uh, echo. I think you're saying it, that last part, you just decided to quit. I did. <laughs> quit going down that same path because it's so unproductive. I, I think that I can really relate to that as a part of my uh, growth as well. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people could, where you just suddenly you don't engage in that that conversation anymore because you just feel like it's just so circular. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. I should have done that. It's just like, whoa, that just don't go down that road. Yeah. Does anybody feel like they want to comment on that and they're, as far as experientially? Yeah, Bob, go for it. That's uh, beautifully said, uh, and it's written right there that you must quit experiencing these kinds of bondage and focus your mind towards pure something under the bottom of the screen. I can't see, but anyway, it's, uh, uh, I, 
what you just said uh, absolutely resonates exactly with what they're talking there. Um, quit experiencing the black and white and, um, and appreciate that your existence now is grown out of the existence that you had. So I think that was very, very well said. Thank you. Um, one thing I just want to add, because I, I feel like this quote really encapsulates what makes our practice so special and um, unique in the, the realm of the different yogic traditions that are out there. And I think there are a lot that maybe we've experienced um, as individuals where there is this sense of purity and like you have to dress a certain way and eat a certain diet and engage in certain behaviors to be a yogi. Um, and I think Babaji refers to these types as like fundamentalist yogis. <laughs> and it's so um, liberating to be able to embrace the world in a conscious way, you know, so that Kara, there doesn't have to be like guilt of like, oh, that was impure, but rather like, oh, okay, like now I have more information and um, the veils are slowly coming off. And mm -hmm. that's just what was available to me, you know, before. Um, so I am just really grateful that it's not so black and white. It's kind of um, like the guilt can just sort of shed, you know, and then it's just about connecting more and more to consciousness, um, which is, in the world too. Wow. All right. Um, Gita, I think I saw your hand. I apologize if that was not the wrong order, but let's go with Gita. And then. Well, just to tag on to what has been said, as I read this, I think of grasping and rejecting this experiencing the object of the world as separate to me that's that's so grasping and rejecting and there's and then as you move down it's to surrender and I know one of the things that has happened with me with philosophy is there's a different feeling in my my head and in my heart when I understand something clearly from kind of a, a real feeling place. There, there's a spaciousness that doesn't happen when I understand things just intellectually, if that makes sense. Mm. I want to give that some, some time to soak in. That did make sense. Because when you really surrender, or at least when I know that I have really surrendered, I do feel more spacious inside me. It's a great description of the experience that I think we're seeking with with uh, philosophy. With the, the the way that it serves us isn't to add to our cup right it's actually to empty our cup it's supposed to be helping us empty our cup it's so funny how backwards it's usually interpreted just as more information 
But that's why I think we're so lucky to be doing philosophy, you know, that's based on that principle where it's supposed to create space. That's a great way to put it. Thanks. I just want to repeat something you said, Gisa, because it was just so poetic and profound, um, or at least I heard you say that <laughs> when you experience a truth with your heart and your mind at the same time, um, there's a different quality, there's a spaciousness, and I, I just really think that's powerful. This is a wonderful class. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really, I feel the same way. I really look forward to it. It's just such, so amazing that practitioners can gather and have such a productive conversation and really like use it to grow. It's just so rare. It's really, I agree. It's special. I think Dharma's Dharma. hand, we keep going it between been Henry's hand, like zooming in to people and then gallery view. So I apologize if we ever miss a hand in the gallery. Um, we like to see you like life size. <laughs> um, I don't know if I quite remember what had prompted the hand raise. I, uh, but I, I was thinking about that emptying the cup, right? And, and being open to a new experience. And it seems as though if that cup is full with this differentiated knowledge, for instance, with our terms and our definitions and um, that something new in our experience may not be as possible. So it's sort of staying in that open space. And you know, I just think of how often I hear that word surrender um, from Babaji and, and mm -hmm. um, it just seems like that's such a, like the, the key in so many ways. Um, and something else that is a part of that sentence in there is quit and quit to me is uh, uh there's just a lot there i think like quit what do you quit you know you quit smoking or you quit um, oh, i don't know it's your job yeah. yeah yeah that's good that's that's feel trying to feel that term and like feel it from what you know of quit and then relate it to your experience of your practice that's exactly what we're talking about yeah. yeah, so keep going, not to interrupt. Well, that it has to do with, like, uh, something that you're doing almost, like, habitually. Mm. Like, you have to quit something that has a duration to it, in a way. Mm. And so it's been going on. You have to quit, uh, almost like a, that it's in process somehow. You just stop. You just let it go or something. Mm. So that was just, a, it just sort of brought almost some image to it for me that was yeah interesting it's very helpful again i'm just going to try and give that some space right now in case anybody's really feeling that and wants to work with it a little bit
this kind of quitting feels like it drops you right into the present. You know, like when you quit, like if a thought comes up right now, if you're just trying and you just quit it, where do you land? You know, if you're not thinking, where are you? If you quit it, you're here, I, I feel. Well, if it seems okay, I'd like to introduce uh, another quote, but I'm happy to pause if there's any additional comments. How do you feel? Yeah, to add, oh, Anandama, thanks. Yeah. From Dharma, um, yeah, thanks. when you started talking about quit, when you were talking Dharma, it made me realize that it, it tells us that we have a choice then. We take responsibility and then we have the choice. It was just adding, adding to it. That's what it felt like in me. Like, oh, I can quit it because I can choose to experience things differentiated or undifferentiated. And what choices I, am I making at any given moment? It almost seems like quitting it, in this case, again, what we're quitting is these this differentiated knowledge specifically or the feelings of pure and impure it seems like quitting it and then the way that dharma put it about like what do you quit you quit smoking you quit things that have a, a grip on you you quit things that you do unconsciously that's what you have to quit it's almost like you, you weren't even actively participating or choosing anything in those situations and so anandama like that's cool that you sort of like drew out that idea that choosing at all is actually a is a way of is as a part of our practice like making the choice even if it's to not quit that thing you know but usually what do we do we we okay i'm gonna t i'll tell you right now i've done this with when i'm tired at night and i reach i always diss my phone by the way i'm always use this as an example of unconscious i I can feel myself going to an app and I can like, I'm like, oh, I'm looking for some like downtime or something, right? And I feel why I'm doing it and I, and I feel it. And then I, I go, what I see in that moment for myself and I, and I work with it is, am I willing to choose opening this app right now? Or am I just gonna open this app and sort of go like, and like open it and act like I don't know who opened it. Oh, I don't know how that got opened. That's sort of the feeling of, I think that we're trying to quit. We're trying to quit those unconscious, non-participatory uh, activities that, that we do. And Anandama, thanks again for, you know, mentioning that aspect of it, that it's about regaining this choice. You know, like we, you, you lose that when you're riding on your patterns and momentum.
they're back in gallery view, so I apologize if I missed a hand. Oh, Sunanda, your hand went up. Is that right? Cool, I didn't see it, so thanks. Oh, I was hoping you missed that. <laughs> Did you I, was like, it? I was like, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't see that. Um, well, you know, I just, um, I think I, I get stuck sometimes on a really practical level for me. Um, I'm just going through something right now that's so difficult, you know, with the passing of my father. Um, I'm trying to, for the first time in my life, disentangle myself from his wife um, because her energy is just so hard for me. It's just so not good for me. Um, and uh, I think sometimes I, I, when I think about or meditate on this idea of not being separate and this sort of just this, <laughs> connection um I feel like I'm ebbing and flowing between sort of having this larger awareness of my relationships um but then on a practical level I'm really trying to cultivate separateness um and I feel like that's so small compared to what you guys you guys are talking about these kind of big intense things and I'm just kind of struggling on a practical mm -hmm. level with like, how do I, how do I quit, <laughs> quit this relationship? Like, and it feels like needing to see something as separate to protect my heart and yet still grow spiritually. I think I'm, I'm just a little tangled up in all of that at the moment, trying to understand. That's, I'd really love to sit with that for a moment. That's really insightful. Can I ask you a follow-up question, Sunanda? I want to make sure I'm understanding. Um, it sounds like it's almost like, is it okay to create a separateness when it's healthy? You know, like, are there circumstances when this idea of being separate is actually good, right? Is that mm -hmm. kind of underlying of what you were sharing a little bit? Yes, exactly. Because I think I've always been so loyal because of my dad. And now I can finally kind of uh, free myself from this relationship that has been so hard on my heart my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, yeah, so yeah, I'm wondering how if that's that has to be okay. Like it has to be okay for me to separate, but I'm not sure how to do it gracefully <laughs> in this context. Mm -hmm. Something comes to, to mind from a Rujananda, Swami Rujananda Satsang, when he was talking about being on a, on a cleanse, like a fast and, and he's like, so he said, you know, I, but I had to, I had this, dinner party that he had committed to and he was like so he went and he said you know hello and he was there and he was present he was a part of it and then when they started to serve the food he just gracefully you know excused himself and said thank you so much you know and he was like you know how babaji always says if you're trying to quit drinking don't you don't go to a bar 
you you just don't you have to create a sense of separation when things are so entangled and, and entrenched you know you have to do that separation first because you can't decipher it's too deep you can't decipher and then once you've created that separation for a while long enough for your yourself to establish you know some space then you can choose or not choose from a place that isn't considering anything necessarily pure or impure like you know that your mother-in-law it's like when you have enough space you're able to actually see her and have compassion for as babaji always tells us because you'll be able to see her suffering and you'll see it you'll just you'll be like wow all that was I see it now, why she acts like that, you know, and it'll be, a, it won't be like pure or impure anymore. And so you will, by separating, giving yourself that space consciously and working with it, you probably will be accomplishing this in, in a big picture where um, what you're really quitting, what you're really quitting is being entangled and unconscious. You're quitting that for a while. <laughs> And mm -hmm. what that looks like is physical separation. But I really you, think it would land you in the same spot. Please go ahead. You, you can never know how helpful that just was for me. Thank you oh. so much. Thank you so much. That was everything I needed to hear. Mm. Wow. I'm grateful for that. I'm glad mm -hmm. it helped. I just want to share, you know, this is the second week that we've done this style of really trying to feel more and pause more and create more space. And um, usually we reserve the last portion for meditation. And I'm just noticing right now, I'm like, wow, I feel like I've been meditating for this entire class. Um, I see some nods and uh, it's just really amazing and, and so cool that we can connect and share you know with words um but i feel it from you guys too that we are all in this like inner inner space um so that's pretty amazing thanks baba g as always <laughs> it's like he just says he just gives you the exact direction you need if you're willing to take it remember even with this very thing he told me that and then i was like well i could feel something in my head being like, but i'm doing i'm doing that already and i was like from experience i know that when i haven't followed his advice as to my best ability i always look back and i'm like man i could have been so much further along if i just done the exact thing he told me to do instead of some weird variation on it um, and so I was like, I'm just going to do it. We're just going to talk about feeling. I'm going to, you know, we're going to do this thing that he's saying. And, uh, and as soon as the class was over, I was like, yes, that didn't take four months of weird variations to land on. We just got it.
So. Is it really that time? That's real. That's not right. <laughs> what do you feel like we should do? It's not quite know, enough time just, to open up a new we, part of the suit. We meditated yeah. the whole time, so now yeah. what? Yeah. No. I almost think chanting slow Om Namah Shivaya mm. would be really nice just to like absorb. Okay, we got the Bob feel of approval i didn't practice because i it wasn't a part of the plan so um let's see how it goes okay Thanks again, everyone. Really, this is quite a group effort. It's a true Sangha experience, so thanks for making it possible. Namaste.